To maximize the output of a team, leaders need to share a compelling vision of where the team is going. I'm Jason Gore. I'm here with executive coach Robert McNaughton. Great. So, Jason, what's the cost of a leader and their team if they're not, you know, holding and embodying a compelling vision for where we're going? Let's let's imagine that scenario, Robert. Right. So here you have different team leaders that are kind of going in different directions. You know, maybe they're pursuing different kinds of clientele or one's, you know, more excited about consulting and the other one is more exciting, excited about creating a product. But the energy of the team is going to be dissipated and there's going to be frictions that arise in not being able to utilize limited resources to prioritize the projects that matter. And I mean, literally, I've seen up to 50% of a team's energy wasted because everybody's going in different directions and the amount of friction that that creates in decision-making and then the personal right. friction that it gets, it just gets really messy really fast. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm imagining two things. Like one is, you know, the classic having the vision printed up, posted on the wall, you know, it's all pretty and, and like, you know, pithy, but no one actually could tell you what it was in a meeting or how their work is rolling up to it. And also that that creates just a lot of, you know, uh, scope creep and that people have their own internalized, maybe it's even subconscious idea of what the vision is, but it's not the same as the guy right. next to them doing work. And so there's lots of interpersonal conflict that's going to arise from that. You know, and, and each functional member, you know, whatever they're working on, they're going to be hearing the vision through that functional lens or project lens. And they're not going to be able to hold it in the same way that the CEO and the leadership team can hold it, which is it's so close to their hearts, right. right? That, you know, the leaders tend to be able to hold these big picture visions and connect them down in. But most people, like, they only hold a little part of the vision, right? And it's that part that's important to them individually. And so it get, the bigger vision gets lost. Great. So let's not let that happen. How does a leader make sure that they're on top of this? How, how does a leader do this well? You know, I think first it's, they need to stop making some assumptions. Um, the, the biggest assumption I see is I've already told them the vision, right? They should get it by now. In fact, I've told it to them twice, you know, and there's an assumption that repetition is bad. It, that, Repetition is not needed and people will get bored right. and they already know this. Um, and that assumption, I think, is the number one obstacle to the vision really getting embodied by the whole organization. Yeah. I, I work with my clients a lot on this, the, the art and science of setting context, you know, and being able to embody that vision with ourselves, you know, of, of sometimes I just need to step away from the minutia of the work and just reconnect with why I'm doing this mm -hmm. and having an articulation of that, that I can weigh against. It's like, actually, is that really, you know, what it is or not? And then I can bring that into every meeting I lead into every project that I'm spearheading to make sure that it's aligned. And then, and then people can get on, on page on the same page with me there. Yep. And you know, you bring a good point, Robert, up, which is that, everybody's inspired by different parts of the vision, right? And it's awesome for people and leaders to connect with what actually inspires other people because what inspires the leader 
And like me personally, I'm a very abstract thinker. Yeah. Right. So what inspires me is big picture concepts. But when I convey those big picture concepts to someone else, they don't get inspired. And I'm like, why not? But when I tell a story about like one person who's impacted, all of a sudden, you know, I see a, a shift in the audience and I'm like, oh, okay, that's how these folks are inspired. And so it's a very blunt instrument. And so I kind of think that a, a shotgun approach is really important yeah. so that you could touch on the kinesthetic thinkers and the visual you know, thinkers and the abstract thinkers and the more individual personal stories that really connected to deep into someone's heart. Yeah. Um, so you have to attack it from multiple angles. Yeah. Good. That's great. Let's, I mean, let's transition into what often gets in the way of uh, leaders doing this. And, you know, one of the things that I'm familiar with and what you're just talking about here is the assumption that the members of my team share the same vision and direction as I do. Yeah, it's, uh, it's amazing. I mean, I think every CEO should do uh, one simple thing. Um, and you could actually prepare your team for this, but at the next executive board meeting, tell each of your senior team members that to give an one minute elevator pitch. Yes. What is the vision? And what you'll see is everybody comes at it from a very different angle or do it in your one-on-ones, right? And see what they say in a spontaneous way. And you'll see that there's huge discrepancies and there's some, oftentimes some misses. Like yes. usually the misses are simply like areas that they hadn't thought about or they're not thinking about because they're outside of their function. But sometimes the misses are really obvious and sending people, you know, fighting the wrong battles. Yeah, I, that's a great tool that, that I love working with clients on is, um, you know, having them kind of Socratically, you know, um, ask their team members, you know, what, what is your uh, wording of the vision? And as you say, it's a great way to audit to see kind of where we're on the same page or not. But also it, it kind of creates an updraft of like all of us having a, uh, a shared felt sense of where we're going. It also trains people to, to know, to be ready, to, to be able to, to have wording around this thing that it's not always going to come from the chief. Yep. You know, but that also brings a good point is everybody should be speaking their vision from what they're personally passionate about. So everybody will have a different angle on the vision. And, you know, what I see is CEOs tend to kind of squash their own passion around it. It's almost like they're slightly embarrassed, but it's almost like the vision is coming from them as if they're a talking head mm -hmm. rather than a fully embodied leader. Mm -hmm. And there's a place where I feel like I need to encourage my clients, and Robert, you might feel the same way, to actually, like, understand why they're passionate about this and communicate it, but then also find out why other people are passionate about what about it in a different way and allow those folks to communicate it in their own passionate way yes. um, because everybody's going to connect into different ways. Are you finding that in your own clientele? Well, yeah, exactly. And, and oftentimes it, it becomes combative where if team members are, you know, aligned with one vision internally and the others are, are the other, then then all of a sudden it's like, well, why are we arguing about this? Well, we're operating off of a different vision. But if we just do the practice of sharing our wording of the vision, we might actually find that um, we're speaking to a same essence and, mm -hmm. uh, and at find the ways. And it's, it's, it's almost 
as important to be connected with the vision myself is if I can tell you what Jason articulation of the version is right. Yeah. You know, it's like, I can tell my team member, it's like, well, you know, I can introduce Jason's version and he, and you can introduce my version of the vision and then we'll synthesize what the true vision, uh, shared vision of the company is. Yep. You know, Robert, that makes me think of something that happened for me um, just a few weeks ago, which is, so I was sharing the vision of building the next generation of leaders and talking about how that might play out in an organizational context. Mm -hmm. And I asked this, a simple question, which I encourage people to ask, what inspires you about that? And the person I was talking to started talking about their grandfather and how their grandfather um, was passionate about trains. Mm -hmm. And they weren't passionate at all about trains, but they found a common connection in other, other ways. And in hearing that, I'm like, wow, that has nothing to do <laughs> with what I just talked about. Or at least I didn't think it was. I certainly would have never discovered that. Right. right? That, and in hearing that reflection, it was like, oh, okay. I got to see that for her, leadership was actually about connection. And that's kind of, and connection with someone that she cared about around something that they were both doing together. Yes, um, yes. And it was, it, the impact was really surprising. I'm like, okay, that's really helpful to hear. Um, and the point is that it's like, what we're passionate about, like asking that question of what inspires you is a really nice way to hear and understand what is landing on the other side of the table. Right. And I think, you know, it's like the, the real basic next steps for moving the ball forward with this, obviously asking your team members what they're, you know, what comes up for them with the vision, but it's also like finding whatever dust off, whatever written down version of the vision you have and see if you still connect with it. Mm -hmm. Maybe the one you were facilitated with in an off treat, uh, offsite retreat five years ago. And it, 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 it doesn't capture it in the way that it lives in your heart today. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, and so then it's like, once a once a company really is clear and it embodies the vision in the leadership and all the way through, the great thing about that is we can all ride that updraft together, but the customer base does too. When, you know, people encounter the marketing, people encounter the product, people encounter the culture, um, that vision is, is more manifest. Mm -hmm. And I think that the indicators of success, you know, if it is manifest, yes. is that the vision is top of mind. A lot of people can talk about it and every initiative ends up getting connected to that vision that people are focused on this. They talk about it and if asked, they would all share something relatively similar, but from different angles. Yes. Yes, exactly. Well, so, um, let's just share a couple resources on this. I mean, there's hundreds of resources about finding your purpose personally, finding your company's purpose. But I think, you know, kind of the paragon of this territory is Jim Collins who, you know, wrote good to great. And that book, you know, has so many iterations of working with this. And, um, if you haven't as a leader, a business leader, um, you know, listen to the audible or gotten a copy of good to great, highly recommend that it's, it's, it's a business classic. And um, also, there's a there's a, HBR has a, a building your company's vision article by Jim Collins, which kind of extracts just that central part uh, from the book and is a great instant resource you can pick up today. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's one uh, more that um, almost a little more esoteric, the book True Purpose by Tim Kelly mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. has like some very powerful um, ways to kind of uh, summon up um, some, some deeper articulation of your vision. If you really want to go deeper with it, um, he's, he's uh, very valuable that way. Yeah. And, you know, books and articles aside, I think the big thing is just to be in dialogue and to really understand and maybe even record yourself, but understand how when you share the vision, it impacts others. Um, you know, video record yourself, talk to other, other leaders, try it out, practice, um, get input back. Uh, that, you know, that real live a feedback cycle seems really important here because the cost of not achieving a shared vision and having that be alive in your company is that everybody's taking different actions. There's confusion, there's dilution, there's interpersonal conflict. Like there's a lot of breakdowns that occur if people are operating according to different priorities. Yeah, exactly. Very, very common. And the kind of thing that happens when we get lost in the minutia. And so, you know, um, like if there's if there's one thing that you're walking away with and, and listening to this recording, um, it's like don't be afraid to content, consistently re- repeat the vision with yourself. I, I like to do this at the beginning of every meeting, especially if I'm facilitating a meeting. If not explicit, definitely internally, I need to connect up with like, okay, why am I here? What what is the purpose of this company? And then that that feeds nicely into what what are we doing today and i think yeah. if you do that out loud you know it's preaching to the choir but the choir needs to be good at hearing the message yep so the key takeaway here is if you remember only one thing from this recording it's that in communicating the vision you need to be incredibly repetitive to ensure that people actually understand and embody the vision that you're sharing and then to listen for the impact that they have in hearing that vision. Yes. Good. Um, thank you for this, Jason. Thanks, Robert. Signing off.